Hey guys, you are listening to Let's Pause with Nui and your girl Lola. So we're going to be talking about all things love, life, right through to entrepreneurship and popular culture. This episode has been sponsored by The John Papalani Show. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Let's Pause. How are you doing Lola? Yeah, I'm very well, I'm very well, very well. I can't complain, you know, um, so... Work's been busy, family's been busy, life's moving forward, thankfully we're out of COVID, you know, everything's all right, you know, that's what we say, that's what we say all the time whenever we catch up, isn't it? I know, isn't it? (laughs) Nothing new, nothing new. Nothing new. (laughs) Nothing being stuck indoors, nothing's exciting going on, we're not going out pieing or anything like that. Well, what is it, on the 17th of May, isn't it all restaurants are going to be open? Well, I know they're open, you can have outdoor dining, but you're actually going to be able to sit inside. inside a restaurant and eat food. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I'm looking forward I'm to looking you know, forward like to stuff well, in my yeah. face. <laughs> stuff in my face. But back to why we're here. Do you know what? We have a really exciting guest, a really great guest today. We have um, you know, an entrepreneur. We have John Papaloni, who started his first business at 15. Wow. He's already sold, you know, three companies. And right now he's working, you know, and running his own business as a real estate agent brilliant you know he also has a podcast that focuses on entrepreneurship leadership real estate and investing wow john thank you for joining us absolute pleasure thank you for having me i'm excited about this really excited to have you so we would love to find out from you john you know tell us about your journey you know in starting business because obviously you started at a very young age at 15 so It'd be really good to hear how it all started for you. Well, absolutely. I mean, like I grew up with the same messages that everybody else did, you know, go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job. Um, That kind of didn't work for me. Not that I didn't get my education, but I fought harder for my education than anything else. I, it was, it just, not because there's anything wrong with education, but I'm just not a guy who gets up at 7 a.m. to get ready to go to school for 9 a.m., sit in front of the classroom, write notes. And, you know, it just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? And that's okay. I mean, it's not for everybody. Everybody has their own journey. But I did find passions when I was younger into music. Well, I mean, not that I still have the passions, but it's not the same, obviously. It's a little bit different. And it was more of the aspect that I liked entertaining and I liked music. So I met uh, in high school, I met a couple of people um, in the journey where they were, you know, DJing and, um, and everybody knew each other that I met, like, you know, so I met in two different, two different areas. One of them was a friend's brother who happened to do a school dance. And then another one was uh, someone else's uh, best friend, who's actually the one who taught me how to DJ. So it was pretty cool. So I had very good influences there and I loved it. So I started off in the uh, DJing business because I was going to do like my focus was nightclubs, obviously. I mean, that's what interests me. And, and I did pretty good on that. I mean, and let's, let's be frank. The reason I started in nightclubs is because I wanted to get on radio. Radio was my ultimate goal. And I mean, because, you know, what, when you take that business, anybody can play records. There's not real business there. I mean, at least today, back then, there was a little bit of a business. Um, but it was more, if you want to go into weddings and events and, and that wasn't me, I wanted the nightclubs, but the nightclubs really is a short lived business. So I had to make a decision. What do I want to do? So I'm not into producing music. 
I couldn't, I couldn't come up with notes if you even told me what to do. It's just not me. I enjoy listening to them. I enjoy playing them, but I can't make them. <laughs> so what's the next venture? It's going to be radio. So that was my goal. I wanted to be on the radio. And I, and I was going to get use the uh, nightclub as my avenue to get noticed, to get on radio. And it worked to a point. It worked, actually. So what ended up happening is I ended up having a, a live-to-air broadcast from the nightclubs four nights a week. And then what ended up happening was that at the same time when this was happening, I was building a print and marketing business. So slowly, the nightclubs gave up the radio station, and I was losing my music spots. I mean, my radio spots. So what ended up happening is when the last one gave it up, I looked at it and said, well, I'm, I've lost the passion to do this. And there's no real future other than the radio part. And they gave up the radio. So why am I still here? Right? So that was the when I decided to use that moment to go all in on my marketing business and print and marketing. And at that point in time, I did that. I'm glad I did that. I got some valuable lessons out of it. Um, you know how they say what goes up must come down. What goes down must come up. I kind of learned that. I went from uh, top to bottom and back to top. And uh, yeah, like it's, uh, it was interesting. It was fun. Um, I had, uh, I had very, very, like, it was my formidable years to put it, uh, you know, lightly. And uh, I, I was proud. I did a real, real good accomplishment there. I got into the uh, top 100 printers in uh, North America. Um, so that was phenomenal. I ended up selling that business. It was actually by accident. It wasn't my intent, but I mean, if you want to hear the story, I'll get into what happened. <laughs> so it's one of those things that at the time I had a, a supplier who had sent me some, uh, uh, let's just say so, less, less, than, um, less than acceptable product. And um, I couldn't reach the person. Like there was two partners in there and I couldn't reach them. They just, to fix it, they kept sending me the orders. They kept taking my orders. They haven't billed me. They haven't accepted, like they haven't called me, like a call, like a voicemail. They're just ignoring me. I'm thinking they're still sending the orders, so keep going. Six months go by, and I, I know that bill is real high. I've had, it's just a matter of time before he's going to come knocking for that money. And um, so anyways, it comes into the office, pretending the buddy-buddy thing. Oh, we're buddies, whatever. No, no, you're not buddies. It's been six months since I paid you. And I'll give you an example. The bill is over. It has five zeros after it. So that's how big the bill was. Nobody can sustain longer than that. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I, I know they're there for the money, but he doesn't want to say it. <laughs> and I was waiting. So what ended up happening is we had a conversation. He's beating around the bush and he says, no, no, I'm not here for them. I'm just checking how things are going. I go, oh, you're checking how things are going. I called you. You didn't answer. I didn't get a message. Yes, you did. Your partner did. You just, you just didn't, you're the one who deals with it. But anyways, so I said, you know, I go, I know you're here for the money. Don't pretend. I go, but this is what I need done. Oh yeah. If I'd known I would have fixed it. He fixed it. He did fix it. Right. But now that I called him on the money, he can't ask me for money. Right. So he says, what? I go, you can ask me for a check. No, but you can see he's pale white because he needs the check, but he doesn't, I called him out. So he doesn't want to admit that. <laughs> I said, don't worry. I have the check ready for you. I had it ready before you got here. I go, but yeah, you know, if I had X amount of dollars, I'd be out of this business. So I gave him the check Monday morning. He showed up with his partner. We made the deal. He bought, we were, I was done. Wow. I, I couldn't believe it. He called me after I called uh, him out. Right. So I was happy as a pig and poo, you know, like <laughs> I was happy. I wanted out. You know what? When, when, when you're at the point 
that uh, your phone rings and you're going, crap, now who? That tells you you're doing the wrong thing, mm. right? So, and that was fine. I, I got out of that. Yeah. I was very happy. I did well with it. I, I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. I learned, I am who I am because of that experience. Mm. So, and I learned what not to do. So I didn't make the same mistakes, yeah. right? So it's part of growing. Like the next thing I got into was uh, online radio. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got in a little bit in behind the times, but it still worked. It was still great. And I did very well with it. Um, and I'll be honest, not as good as the print and marketing business, mm-hmm. but it was still, it was enjoyable. And uh, I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I almost got bought out too. And uh, by a major telecom company, but that, that I don't want to mention, it fell mm-hmm. through. It never happened, but I almost got bought out. And I was not expecting it. I got, it was weird. I got a weird email. So-and-so wants to meet you. Well, first, I didn't know who the heck that was. So why would I want to meet them? Right? Like, it's not that I don't, but you know what I mean? It's just weird. Usually people send you an email and they, um, and they tell you what they want to meet about, who they are and all that. Not just an email, want to meet you. See you Monday at nine. Who says I can make it? You know what I mean? Like, it was just weird. But then I thought, at first I read that and I said, what is this, a scam? Right. I looked at the uh, email address, right? like the, the, uh, where it came from. I recognized the company, looked them up and go, oh, well, I don't know what it's about, but I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, follow up with this one. Right. So it never ended up happening. Mm-hmm. But, but it was still the fact that I knew after I figured out what was happening, I was like, wow, I got noticed. I got noticed by somebody you didn't like, here I am. I'm a small business at this time. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not even 10% of what the marketing business was. And I got, wow. and I got noticed by giants that are in the billion dollar companies. You know what I mean? Like I thought, wow, I that, that was pretty, it was good for the ego for lack of a better description. Yeah. So then when my parents felt ill, I stayed home with my dad and it became too hard to run. So uh, that was pretty much the end of that business. So I did that for a few years, but I took the time to um, get my real estate license in the process. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got into real estate. And here I am now. Wow, that's amazing. It seems like entrepreneurship is just in your blood. You've had like what to print a marketing business. You were doing online radio. You're now, you know, with your doing your real estate um, business. So what would you say are the key kind of, you know, principles or qualities that, you know, an entrepreneur, entrepreneur needs in order to kind of, you know, navigate this, this world? this kind of entrepreneur world the most the number one key is patience mm-hmm. like i can literally sum it up with patience right like it's uh, one of those things that like for most people like there's a difference i believe there's business owner and then there's entrepreneur mm. people aren't bi- an entrepreneur because they woke up and decided they are mm-hmm. like you don't do this for the money you don't do it because you're making billions of dollars you're doing it because you feel like you're being choked if you're not doing it. Like you're, you're like, you're suffocating. You, you can't just be in a regular place like everyone else, mm-hmm. just getting your weekly paycheck and just doing it, you know, because you feel like, like, you're, like you're being held down. So you do it mm-hmm. so you can expand your horizon. You're doing it so you, because you feel you can bring up more by doing this. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's that, that's to me, that's the very nature of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Now I've had jobs along the way in between, but when your employers come out and say, you're used to being the boss, aren't you? 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. They're, they're trying to give you the hint. <laughs> so it's like, so I, I, I got it. I'm not supposed to be here. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, definitely patience is the one, one thing. And I, I find that a lot of people lack that today. Yeah. They think like, you know what it is? Like we'll even take podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that as an example. I mean, a lot of people out there are going to look at Joe Rogan who got that $100 million deal. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're going to say, oh, well, I got 100 friends. They're going to listen. So I'm going to start the podcast and I'm going to have the, their 100 friends. are going to tell their 100 friends. Now I'm going to have a million people. They're all going to follow me. And then, mm-hmm. then I'm going to get that deal. Maybe I'm going to get more. <laughs> what ends up happening? Five months down the road. Wow. A whole 11 people listened. Right. Mm-hmm. What the heck is going on? And, and you know what? Six months down the road. They're not getting any paid gigs. They're not getting speaking gigs. They're mm. like the, the audience is growing maybe one or two people at a time. So what ends up happening? Oh, I'm busy this week. I'm busy next week. Next thing you know, haven't seen them for six months. Podcast mm. is gone. And the problem isn't what they're doing. Mm. It's they set so high expectations and they expect it to happen overnight mm. without doing the work. Yeah. Like Gary V is Gary V today, but he was 10 years of nothing before he became Gary V and he says it himself you know what I mean it takes 10 years to be an overnight success nobody sees behind the scenes right and again yes. you're doing it because you feel you can make a difference you just have to have the patience to be able to be consistent enough to get there I think that's so important because I think especially with I feel that we live in this kind of, you know, we're edging more towards this kind of microwave society where people want it instant. I want it now. You know, no one, people want the glory, but they don't want the, they don't want to do the work that kind of, you know, goes into making something a, a success. And and I, I think you are right. You know, people that, are, you know, have amazing success, people think it, it's overnight. overnight and it's know. literally years and years of grafting, mm. of doing, you know, just le- learning lessons. How can they improve? How can they, you know, be better? Just literally, it's such a, it's a journey. Mm. And some people don't, don't really want to put in the work. Absolutely. To- Another thing I notice a lot of people do is they try to outdo themselves. And what I mean by that is like, you can get into podcasting and you don't have to spend a lot of money. Like mm. what's more important, like the number one important thing is consistency. Mm. Um, but people place the equipment and, and the resources is number one. Mm. And reality is it's not true. Um, like I got this mic and I spent quite a big bucks on it. Right. Mm. But I'm, I'm two years in, right. In the beginning, what I do ear pods, you know what I mean? I even started with my iPhone. Like mm. you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. And as you build an audience, then you up level. Mm. Right. Why would you spend thousands of dollars to build something if you don't even know what you're doing with it yet? Mm. Yeah. Right. Get started. Once you get started and things start working, Mm. then you start putting in and getting all the extras. Yeah, yeah, I think people have it. Some people have it back to front, (laughs) spend lots (laughs) at the beginning, get fed up because it's not working, (laughs) and then exit. Exit. (laughs) It's so true, right? It it is very, very true. Like, it's incredible. I mean, you know what? Like I said, you're doing entrepreneurship because you can't breathe doing the regular stuff. 
Yeah. You want to wow. do it because you want to you want to push and you want to teach people things. You want to educate them. You want to show other people that there is a better way. Yeah, and you want to help them get there. And now every not everybody's meant to be that. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. If everybody was an entrepreneur and we didn't have any employees, <laughs> we'd all be screwed. <laughs> right? Because nobody can do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, look at every successful business. They've always had help. Apple. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs mm-hmm. was the marketing guy for all intents and purposes. Wozniak was the uh, engineer. Yeah. Right. And there was a lot of whole team behind them too, that we're not talking about. Mm. But do you think Apple would have been Apple, a trillion dollar company with two people? No, but they build slowly. Start off in the garage, mm. two people put their brains together and they expanded as they needed it. Mm. Even Facebook started off, uh, you know, it wasn't just Mark Zuckerberg. He may have had the idea. He may have the concept. He may have been able to put it together. Mm. But he had other people helping out. Right? When you try to do it by yourself, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. As a team, yeah, you you do move faster. (laughs) 100%. So, you know, um, we are in a pandemic world, as you you know, and we're now moving slowly into a post-pandemic world. So... What would you say, what would you encourage people when it comes to figuring out what they want to do now? Because, you know, people have been laid off and businesses have folded up. And, you know, as you said, you know, not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur, which we know. And, and, you know, so what would you encourage people to do now if they if they do have that burning desire in them and they're not sure whether they're just or they they want to be comfortable in their nine to five? Well, okay. Well, my suggest, my first suggestion was when you should have started was yesterday, but the good news is not too late. You can start today. Right. So the one thing is that you have to figure out what you're passionate about. Like what will you wake up to every day and not go uh, crap to, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, you know, the most glamorous thing in the world. It doesn't have to be, you know, leading to your billions. It just, what can you wake up to and say, okay, I can do this. I got it. And then pursue that, right? Like there's no wrong reason out here because only you know what you want to do and not want to do. I don't believe taking a job just to make an income, just to pay a, pay a bill is a good thing. Mm. I mean, I get, I don't fault people who have to do that because you know what? You don't just blink your eyes, the tree shakes and money falls down, right? Like <laughs> I, I get that. But at the same time, even if you have to take that job just to get that bill paid, that's nine to five or nine to six or even eight to six. Mm. What are you doing? Seven to 12 build something. So you have your exit strategy, right? Mm. If, if, if you, um, if you're going to work for someone and, and you don't have the, um, the skills, you have seven to 12 to learn them, shadow somebody, mm. get some sort of, for maybe uh, work nighttime. So this way you have the daytime. So then you can be an apprentice somewhere. So you can, you know, build up the skills that way. Hey, you know what? Maybe the person who, who you're apprentice with will hire you at the end because at that point in time, you're trained by them and they're going to want somebody who knows the job already. They're not going to want to start over, mm. right? That, that's, that's if you want to take the working way, but you can also build a business that way too. And the best part is the business you can build in the evening because that yeah. doesn't matter what time you work as long as you do it right? Like we have automation these days. So you can record your audio, you can record your video, record all your social posts, and still have them post through automation during the day. So it looks like you're working during the day, 
But reality mm-hmm. is you get a nighttime after your nine to five. Nobody has to know that. Yeah. Right? So you want to build something bad enough, you build it. Even And again, it goes back to patience. Is it going to happen in a year? No. You're probably going to work that crappy job for two to three years before you have enough just to make the same amount of money if you leave. And then from there on, you start to build. Yeah. Have to be overnight, right? Yeah. That's no, really powerful because I know it's, it's it, it, I, you can say, okay, I'm a 50 year old guy. You know, I've been working this job for the last 20 years and it's comfortable. My bill's getting paid. Now I've got nothing because I'm out of what I'm comfortable with. What am I going to do? You know, and it's true. You just need to take that step. That's basically what you need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's another thing. If you want to stick to your job and you're content and you're comfortable, you're not going, I hate this. Mm. You're comfortable. You're like, I want to do this. It just doesn't pay enough. Yeah. Right. The issue is you only have one stream of income. The issue yeah. isn't the amount you're getting paid, but you could invest and let that money work for you. My biggest advice in investing is work in things you understand. I mean, invest in things you understand. Don't mm-hmm. invest in something because somebody tells you something. Invest in what you understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you know what's happening and you can follow along, then you don't need anybody to pretend to be a genius to tell you what to do. You can figure that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, you may need help doing it. Right? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with reaching out for help. But you know what you're comfortable with. Like if you work in automotive, and you understand automotive, you know, the, tra- the, the trends that are happening, you know, where it's going, put your money into that trend, because you can predict that mm. nothing's to a certainty, but you can, because you know, the industry, you mm. kind of know where it's going. And, and you're kind of know when it's not working. So you know when to pull out. Yeah, right. Like, it's, it's something you understand, you want another si- set of income, real estate is probably one of the safest investments in the world. Mm. And the reason is that once you buy that property, you will only lose money if you sell. Yeah. And I'm going to give you an example. Pretend you buy a house. You bought it at $500,000. I'm just going to use an arbitrary number. Now, pretend you bought that today and just say post-COVID brings down the market to 350 because something went terribly wrong. You're going to have a renter in there. The renter is going to be paying the mortgage. Nothing's changed for you. Mm. other than the fact that uh, maybe on paper value it's lower but that only matters if you're going to sell mm. if you're not selling and you're renting it the guy uh, the renter's paying the money who gives a crap mm. right 10 years down the road it'll rebound and now that 500 will be worth 700 mm. now think of it if you put down just say eighty thousand dollars on that five hundred thousand as a down payment again another arbitrary number so you have that 80,000, it's worth 550. So the 50,000 is, is the appreciation. So now you're 80 plus 50 is 130. Plus and that 10 years of uh, mortgage payments, you probably put in another 80 grand in payments after interest that the renter paid for, not you. So you just made $210,000 minus your 80, you made about... 210, uh, one, one, 130,000 in profit minus fees. We'll say 110 in mm. profit. You made $110,000 in profit over 10 years. And you did nothing but park your money into a home mm. and keep it rented. 
Someone else paid the bill. You just needed yeah. the 80,000, yeah. right? It's really that simple. Goes up, you sell. Stays, it goes down, you keep it. No harm, no foul, right? Yeah. It's not like a stock. A stock goes to zero. doesn't matter even if it comes back up. Your money's gone already. But a house only matters if you sell. Mm. Don't sell. Even if you're living in your house, you're living in your house now, you lose your job. You can't make the payments. No problem. Rent it out. You're going to do whatever you were going to do if you sold the house. You just rent the one you're living in instead of selling it. Mm. And then you go do whatever you were going to do. Someone else is paying the bill while you're figuring your crap out. <laughs> right? Yeah. What have you lost? Easy peasy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think the hardest part in the whole process here mm. is going to be getting the 80 grand and getting yeah. the loan. Yeah. Yeah. Once you have that, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. That's mm. right. Yeah. Right? Like, and you don't have to do it by yourself. Again, if it's a rental unit, get do get into a joint venture. Everybody pools their money. Yeah. Right? So it's less risk. Less money on the line as well. Like it's just mm. opportunity. And that's why I like real estate because it's only a loss if you sell. No other reason. Okay. Right? Again, mm. even that 100,000, I said over 10 years, it sounds like 10 grand. That's not a lot, but look how much I added up to. Put an 80 grand in the bank and tell me what, it, what, it, what it's worth in, eight, you know, in 10 years. Mm. I bet you're nowhere near it. <laughs> 80,000, dollars Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Right? Like even, even um, stocks you know, in stocks, there's an the opportunity that 80 grand can become 800 grand and it can yeah. even be as fast as 90 days. But in the same 90 days, that 80 grand can be zero. <laughs> it's so true. Right. Like I, and I'm not saying do hundred percent real estate, but yeah. I personally hundred percent believe that, well, your first investment should be in yourself. Number one, making sure you're good and making sure your life is the way you want it to be. And, yeah. you, and you're learning and growing as much as you can. Once you have yourself set up that way, your second investment should be into real estate. And then, and I would say the ratio should be my personal opinion. Anybody can do whatever they want. I don't win or lose either way. But I believe 75% should be the ideal for 75% into real estate, whether it's personal investment or whether it's a joint venture where people group together, doesn't matter. How you get in the market, just get in the market. And in fact, in today's rates, I doubt there's going to be a lot of people that's going to invest by themselves. Mm. That's, that's just the reality. You know what I mean? The dream of having that white picket fence and, you know, the big yard and the dog, that dream as your first home is dead as far mm. as I'm concerned. Mm. And once upon a time, it used to be based on region. I mm. think in 2021, that's almost becoming a worldwide reality. Wow. Almost. I mean, we're not there, but that's yeah. where we're heading. You know what I mean? So that being said, mm. you always start small, right? Buy a condo. Mm. You know what I mean? Somebody says, well, I don't want to live in a condo. Who, who gives a crap? Don't live in it. Rent it out. <laughs> live somewhere else. Who cares? Yeah. You're getting into the market. So the appreciation can help you get to the next stage. You get mm. that condo. Hold on to it. Five years. Five years, you sell it. Now you go to a townhouse. Five years, you sell it. Mm. Now you're in your deep attached mm. right like steps it goes back to what i said with patience before you're not going to just wake up get some job and say the, the bank's going to buy the house for me we saw that in uh 2005 2006 in the state yeah. in 2008 we saw the results of that yeah nobody's going to do that anymore right so you know, i mean as far as i'm concerned somebody said you're going to buy a house with zero dollars down 
it's some form of Ponzi scheme as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. man, either way, even if you find some way to actually do it, it's never going to be to your benefit. Mm. Never. It's impossible. Yeah. So that being said, start small. Why do you have to conquer Rome in a day? Yeah. Right? Like we're young people these days. These days, it's not like before. Like, look, our grandparents' parents, as an example, back then, they, they didn't live to 80 or 90. Most of them were gone in their mid-40s, late, late, early 50s, at most. Right? We live longer lives. We're more educated. Mm. We know what to watch out for, how to take care of ourselves. So generally, our life expectancy is a lot longer than it used to be. Mm. So we don't have to sit there and go, we're 40, we're dead. No. You're at 40. 40 means that you have to light the fire up your butt. <laughs> right? That's what 40 means, but it's still possible to get there. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like anytime, like now is, like yesterday was the best day to start. Today is the next best. Yeah. So, and, and again, it's possible for everybody if you want to put in the work, mm. do it slowly. Like you're not going to have the 80 grand right away. You're just starting out. You just got out of school. No problem. Start at an RSP. Most times, most governments, I mean, at least in Canada, I can't speak outside of there, but in mm. Canada, you can put up to $35,000 into RSPs and use that 35K penalty free towards your first home as a down payment. Mm. Right. So you're not going to have the 35 grand getting out of university. So why not go to work and instead of just leaving the money in a checking account, invest in the, the RSPs, you get a, t a tax deduction. And on top of that, you get to use the money for your home later. Once you get that 35K, then you start putting money aside. You get to the amount you need to get your down payment. Go do it. All, all step by step over time. Yeah. So that's my suggestion on uh, how to start. Brilliant. So uh, we're winding down, um, John. <laughs> it's been brilliant. It's fantastic just hearing what you're sharing with us and our audience. So um, we do something on our show called The Three Pillars. And uh, basically what it means is that we ask our guests to share three words and um, what those words mean to them on their journey. On, um, for, so for you as an entrepreneur, what would you say your three pillars are? Yeah. Um, personal development is something that sticks with me. And to me, that uh, that represents your daily actions towards growth. Yeah. Right? Like that's the one that mainly sticks out. I mean, I wake up to see how um, what I can do to be a better me than I was yesterday. That's that's the main one. Um, yeah. Again, freedom. Freedom is my why. Yeah. And then time yeah. will be my third one. And the reason I say time. It's kind of odd because you can't buy time, mm. but I believe you can, but not in the conventional way. And what I mean by that is that you can't, it's not like I can make myself 20 again, but if I have 40 years in life left, as an example, I can choose what I do with it. So I do everything daily intentional I'm building the future I want mm. so I can spend less time doing what I don't want and, and get to, in order to give myself the time to do what I do want. Excellent. Absolutely love that, John. 
personal development, freedom and time. You've said it so perfectly. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here, you know, well, virtually speak yeah. with us on, um, you know, today's Let's Pause. It's been brilliant. Lots of gems you have dropped for our for our listeners. Um, where can people um, find you if they want to, you know, listen to your podcast or, you know, social media? Where where, where can people find you? What's your um, Instagram handle or your YouTube or? I made things easy for people. I um, I have a digital business card and I registered a domain that'll take you there. Yeah. So if you go to Agent John, that's A-G-E-N-T, J-O-H-N dot C-A. It'll take you to my digital pro, uh, digital business card, which mm-hmm. has all the links to all my profiles. Perfect. Guys, make sure you check out John's digital profile and, you know, so that you can get some more information on him and also listen to his podcast. Um, thank you once again, John. Thank, thank you, you for having me. It's been a pleasure.